So here's the deal. Um, I started this podcast with the idea of um, giving folks in Elwood a chance to tell their story. And it's kind of evolved um, to, to kind of have been the conversations I have in my life in Elwood, uh, trying to capture them in some sort of way. And so when I knew you were coming back, I was like, we always have nice conversations when you're here visiting Clark or visiting Clark's family. And so I was, and then, uh, so I was like, well, this would be good. And also I think it's really good for people from Elwood to hear other people's perspective of Elwood. <laughs> so I think that's something I wanted to talk to you about. And then, um, and then mostly I want to talk to you about the Goo Goo Dolls. <laughs> um, cause Clark was, um, uh, I called Clark the other day and I was like, let me talk to Sarah and say hi. And he's like, she's busy. <laughs> she's she's uh, watching a Goo Goo Dolls documentary. And I was like, okay, <laughs> well, we have to talk about that. So anyways, uh, I'm here with Sarah. And here's the thing. I'm just going to be honest. Here's real talk. I don't know your last name. Ripley. Ripley? Yeah. Like, believe it or not? Yeah. Spelled the same? Yep. So, but here's the reason. I could have easily asked Clark. <laughs> I could have easily uh, found it another way, but I didn't because I wanted real talk. Um, does this happen to you where you meet people as an adult and you're like, you know them for months and you have no idea what their last name is? Mm -hmm. Which do, didn't happen as kids. Like, I don't know how I knew, learned Clark's last name. It just was there, <laughs> right? Because it was on all of his schoolwork and it yeah. was on all but I don't know your school. I'm not going to like see it anywhere. Yeah, I'm that's not gonna, true. And so I've always just amazed by this uh, fact. And I always use little sneaky things like, you know, asking other people like, what's their last name? You know, but I was just like, I'm just going to let it, <laughs> I'm just going to put it out there as a moment of like, this is real. This is how it works. Um, so Sarah Ripley, um, who is uh, my friend, I hope. Are we friends? Yeah. Okay, we're friends now. We've met like, what, three or four times? Yeah. And is um, the illustrious 
Clark Moser, Moser, Moser's now, apparently. Clark Moser's um, girlfriend? Yeah. Is that, is that, we're going with girlfriend. And is a Goo Goo Dolls fan, is a video game enthusiast, is an outdoorsy person. I'm going to let you talk more, I promise. <laughs> um, what, is there something else that defines you that we should know as we start our conversation? Software engineer? I don't know. Software engineer. Yeah. Um, I always thought that was interesting. So you program software for hospitals for, for certain equipment? For, yeah. It's a diagnostic instrument. That Clark's Hospital actually uses. Yes. Um, interesting. But not how you met. No. Because in my head, I was thinking this great scenario where you, like, you had to go in and do some, like, back in like fixing and you like saw Clark with a patient you're like I can't believe his bedside manner and I just kept I was like but it was it wasn't that um so so well yeah let's just jump to that then I guess uh because you went to school for video games I went to school for computer science but my emphasis was in video games was in video games um what was that like uh it was what fun. <laughs> yeah, what era was it? What, like, when was this? When were you in school? So I was in college from 2008 to 2012. Okay, and what, what, I like, I feel like 80% of people want to do that, but have no idea what that, what that is. So what do you, like, so you go for computer science, where, like, some people go for computer science and are, like, studying, like, to do what you actually do now, mm -hmm. or, or other things, but, um, it is fun, yeah. but it's also like, it's still like you're studying. Yeah. Is it weird? I guess I was similar. Like I get to study something I love in poetry. Like it's weird to like enjoy the thing that you're studying. Yes. It, yeah. And it was, it was, I actually had never programmed, done any programming before I got to college. Um, but I kind of got into it because my, uh, my high school sweetheart at the time. Oh yeah. <laughs> he uh, he was going to computer science, and I was at the time really interested in three D modeling. So like doing like three D characters and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he was, and I had like was always like into math and science, and so I could have gone and done the three D modeling and gotten an art degree, but. Um, I kind of wanted, you know, still to do math and science and yep. stuff. And so he's like, oh, you know, there's this programming thing. And I'm like, well, I'll try that out. And yeah, because uh, that has math and science in it. Um, but uh, yeah, it turned out that I was I liked programming and was much better at programming than I was at 3D modeling. So it turned out for the best. OK, um, well, yeah, so it kind of set like you follow this like personal interest that kind of turned into like a career or a possible yeah. career uh, where a lot of times people go the other way where they're just like I just want to I just want to video games they end up like just playing video games yeah like um but knowing a lot about video games um well that's cool can is that something you can dabble with on the side like if you get bored for a week or something like you're on vacation you're like I'm gonna make a video or like I'm gonna make something like that can you yeah yeah um, have you ever done have you done that we, yeah well, I actually with I have some friends um one of my my best friend who's also my co-worker uh -huh. she she also you know programs sure and we sometimes do they're called um um game jams so it's basically for a weekend just you know for two days straight you just work on a game um to get out there and so so you've done that a, I've done a that, time or yeah. two yeah that's fun well did you have a cool name for your game i like game jam by the way i <laughs> i think that's a that's fun um uh, what we've had done a few different games we've done one we had one about manatee we had one about a trash raccoon about a manatee yeah like a man like yeah a sea cow yeah yeah because they, they give you a theme, and the theme was waves. And so we made a game that had uh, manatee riding a wave. <laughs> there you go. I like that. Do you think manatees are offended by the name sea cow? I don't know. I, I would be offended if it was like, if someone called me like disc golf cow or podcast cow, I would be pretty upset. they also are like really protected. They so are. They, they can't are. just hang out in the ocean, and people can just have to watch them. That is true. 
That is true. Um, well, I think you're delightful, um, Sarah. Thanks. Ripley. <laughs> we, we had a Clark will get to listen to that later. Um, but, um, but I always think it's interesting. I, always, I don't envy the outside girlfriend slash boyfriend. Um, and because you come in on the holidays and which is no one's time to be their best selves, right? <laughs> We're all like kind of bored. We're eating like crap, probably drinking too much. And, and then it's like, here, be, be your best self. <laughs> and it's like, but you, you do it with, you're just so, you're just so delightful. I think that's the best way to think about it. So I wanted to talk to you as, a, as an outsider. So here you are coming in um, to an esteemed family, the Moser family. It's an esteemed family. It's like top five family in Elwood. Um, I'm just calling it. I, as someone from like a top 50 family, I can say that. And, um, but, but then you're also coming to a very particular town like Elwood. And then Clark has very particular friends like myself. Um, so what was, do you remember the first time you came to Elwood? Uh, yes. Was that at Christmas a couple years ago? Or was it before that? No, it was actually before that. We actually came, the first time I met his family was like, it was like in June or sometime in the summer. Okay. And we came here and then we ended up going some place to go uh, to a lake house okay. all together. So not only was I meeting all his family, I was meeting them all at once and staying in the same And house. staying in, yeah. Um, I, I thrive in situations like that because I love telling stories. I love, I'm, I love, I'm curious, but are you that way? Or are you, you're a little more introverted. Yeah. Is that a lot? Is that a lot for you? Uh, I think it would have been if it wasn't for his nieces and nephews. Oh, the kid factor. I didn't think about that. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, because... You can always kind of scoot away yeah. and be like, I'm playing with the kids. So you're still being a part of the family, but you're also recharging in a way? Yeah. Yeah, cool. I like that. Um, do you have any other, like, recharge uh, things that you like to do? Like, in moments like that where, where you can step away? I, like, I'm a reader. Yeah. Right? I, I, and that's what I've been mostly doing now is reading i just got a kindle so that's oh a kindle very cool um i don't know anything about technology do you like it <laughs> i do i didn't think i would like it because i really like books what I was like... the first book you downloaded on it um i so i'm part of a book club and there's nice. we are like our we do a theme each month and this month this last month was sci-fi and so there's a book called recursion recursion okay yeah, it was really good it's a good sci-fi yeah. book yeah i really liked it um what's the give me the elevator pitch like the what's the, like the two sentence so it's hard because like the there's like a few t twists and turns but okay like the at, at the surface it's just like in like now like 2018 ish and people are having like completely false memories of like a whole different life yes and like it's somebody trying to figure out what's going on with that that's okay. Perfect. That's that makes me want to read it. Uh, man, I wish I want to be in a book club. I'm just so picky. Um, yeah, like our book I, club I, is pretty relaxed. We like don't really talk about the books. <laughs> <laughs> we talk about them for a little bit. Is then... it is it really a wine drinking club? Kind is, of. <laughs> like yeah. that's what I found. Most book clubs are 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 drinking clubs. Um, but I. No, I, but see, that's, I think that might be why I wouldn't do well on it. I'd be the guy like, back to the book. <laughs> um, and everyone would be like, whoa, chill out, dude. And, um, and also, here's the thing. I'll say it. I've said it on here. I've said it a lot of places. I, I'm, I'm anti-novel. Mm. Um, not really, but it's a fun, like, party <laughs> thing to, to argue with, especially when I was in a literature program and there were actual novelists there, and I'd be like, Fuck the novel. And they would be like, what? Why is this guy attacking me? But there's something about the novel that just feels forced. And so I don't think I would like to read this long book to have a 15-minute conversation about, you know? Yeah. But I really, because I mostly just read poetry and nonfiction these days. So if I found someone, another group that only wants to read poetry and nonfiction, uh, that'd be good. I bet you could find 
Yeah, especially in Elwood. I'm finding a real good uh, group. I tried to do, there is a poetry club here in Elwood called The Last Stanza Poetry Group. And it's, the times I've been, it's, it's been all women over the age of 60 and me. And they all like a certain type of poetry that I don't like. And they are baffled by me. And I, I, they'll be like, you should bring a poem to read. I'm like, okay. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> Here's my poem about chickens and tank tops. Um, and they're like, it doesn't rhyme. And I was like, I know. Um, but so, yeah, that that could be a thing. Um, so, so, yeah, so I admitted earlier that I didn't know your last name and the whole kind of reasoning behind that. And I think that's what's kind of beautiful um, about that's why I love uh, when my friends have girlfriends or boyfriends that uh, I actually like. And I, I get to like get, slowly get to know them over years. Mm-hmm. And like we've known each other for like multiple years now. That seems strange. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So, but also I'm still learning like your background. Like, are you from Utah? Yeah. You are, right? Are you from like the Salt Lake City area? Um, I grew up uh, in a town about 45 minutes south of Salt Lake in, in a small town. It was a small town. Great. It, it uh, ties in with this podcast. <laughs> um, what's the name of your small town? Midway. Midway. Yeah. It's a great small town name. There's an onward Indiana not too far from here that has like population like 70 people. Okay. And I, I, Midway's a little bit big. <laughs> yeah. Is it like, do you know what size it like? Um, is it Elwood or bigger? It's smaller than smaller. Elwood. Smaller. Yeah, but we had, there's a town that close, close by called Heber. That's like where I went to high school and stuff. That's okay. probably bigger than Elwood, but I'm not sure. Yeah, and what, so what was your life like in Midway? What, what was childhood in Midway like? Uh, it was good. It was fun. So, you know, small town, uh, had close-knit friends. Um, I guess one thing that's kind of unique yeah. about growing up there is I was one of the only kids that wasn't Mormon. And even though I wasn't Mormon, um, all my friends were. So a lot of my beliefs, especially when I was younger, came from the Mormon culture just because that's what everybody else around me believed yeah, and yeah. I didn't know that that's not what everybody else in the world believed. Yeah, <laughs> I, I was thinking about that when I was thinking about talking to you today, uh, how interesting to, yeah, to, to grow up with such a specific population, you know. I've had, uh, you know, friends who grow up in um, populations that are different races th- than they are, you know, that's primarily, or... Um, like I grew up like this place around here is like very like evangelical Christian mm-hmm. and I'm an atheist. I've been an atheist since I was 14. So that was like kind of a, but then I also have some of the, I have all the language and all the knowledge of it. Like yeah. you probably know things about Mormonism that you don't even realize, you yeah. know, like it's just there. Like you, you can explain it, you know? Um, Yeah. And then were you like out, outdoorsy? Because you're like outdoorsy, right? Yeah, and I wasn't, I was kind of outdoorsy. I mean, probably more outdoorsy than other kids. Um, yeah. Just because like, like there wasn't much to do and I lived up in the mountains. And so yeah. we would just like, I, but I was a real nerd. Like, well, know, like, I played video games. And so sure. part of that too, though, was also like going out and make, playing make-believe like in the mountains. And yeah. The well, that's like when you just step outside to like play, you're like in the mountains. Yeah. So it's not just like where you're here and you're like in a flat mud puddle. <laughs> um, you're like in the mountains. Yeah. And it just so happens that way. Um, but now you're like, you like hiking and all that stuff, right? Oh, yeah. Um, what's the big in Utah? Is, it Z- is Zion in Utah? Mm-hmm. There's five national parks. Five national. What's your favorite? Um, I haven't been to all, all of them. There's one I haven't been to, but we keep meaning you to. You gotta go. Yeah, no. That's but great. I'm gonna come I, and we're I gonna go. I think Zion is definitely the prettiest. Yeah, I went to Zion when I was in my early 20s. Um, my, it's kind of, I can't believe this happened. Um, I, my college sweetheart, her family was, would rent an RV and we would do like a big road trip mm-hmm. every other summer. They would do that. 
Well, one year we went all the way out there <laughs> in an RV from here. And with these like very conservative, I went with these very conservative Christians and um, yeah, and it was, it was, it was amazing. Um, that I remember Zion the most from that trip and then also on the way out there, I think it was in, was it in Kansas? It was like the way you see like a cornfield here. It was like a sunflower field. Mm-hmm. Have you seen that? Mm-hmm. It's pretty incredible. Um, but yeah, I have to come out there. I'm going. I'm going to come out there and visit you, you guys when this is when this is over. I say this <laughs> like not this podcast. When uh, COVID is yeah. over, um, you're also like me, a dog lover, mm-hmm. um, and you're very sweet to my dog Jenny Bug. And you got a new dog. Called Roland. Roland. I remembered. I'm so proud. <laughs> I mean, he just Clark just told me last night, so I hope I remember. But um, so now you have a two dog household, mm-hmm. and as someone who had a very brief and disastrous stint with a two dog household, how's that going? It's it's going pretty well. I I I actually had two dogs before when it was I was single. Okay. And that was ended disastrously. My parents now have that dog. Okay. <laughs> but uh, it's a lot easier with Clark. Even, you know, Clark has, he's started his job and, you know, he's, he's gone. He, not as much as he was when he was a resident, but he's still gone quite a bit. But sure. even like the times he's there, it's more, it's like a lot easier to, yeah. that it's not just me with these dogs yeah. trying to handle them. Do the dogs hang out? Are the dogs buddies? Yeah. Um, That's Roland, helpful. Yeah. And the, Roland a little bit too much with Rupert. Roland kind of wants to be like play with Rupert all the time. The new dog is like. Yeah. And, and then the old dog's like, hey. I've been here. I yeah. know what this is. Yeah, and he's older, and our old Rupert is older, so he like I yeah. don't want to play. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, we. I guess it's just different, like where you live. Because you guys have a yard, right? Yeah, we have. It's not too big. Is it yard. fenced in though? Yeah, it's fenced. That's in. that's nice. So see, I was spoiled because I had Ginny for almost four years, and we get this other dog, kind of like. I don't want, they might listen to this, so I don't want to be too rude. Sorry, guys. But, um, like, our friends were moving to Japan, and they had this dog that, got, that we liked, and they were like, you want it? And we were moving here, and we're like, okay, let's do it. And so we took the dog, and the dog was like <laughs> a spaz case. And, like, Jenny can, like, I could let Jenny out right now, and she would, no fence, nothing, and she would just hang out in the yard. Mm-hmm. This dog just immediately bolts across the road to the cows <laughs> and or would just like end up I would just see this I would be like out doing something and I would get like a notification on Facebook like I found your dog <laughs> <laughs> and he was like a mile away so like it was that it was that kind of moment where I'm like this isn't it was really selfish I was like this isn't the dog life I want mm-hmm. um because they would like I wanted them to be like buddies and they just like sit in the yard together and like but that wasn't their plan, I guess. So we got, we, or I got rid of that dog. Um, so I do, in, I kind of, I envy the dog to our buddies. Yeah. Um, for Jenny, you know, like right now I have her stuck in a bedroom and it'd be nice if there was a dog there she could talk to. Yeah. <laughs> um, that kind of that realistic stuff. Um, will, will you play a game with me? Sure. This, okay, so I got this game for Christmas. It's Chuck Klosterman. Have you ever read Chuck Klosterman? He's a strange, uh, funny guy. Writes a lot about rock and roll. Writes a lot about uh, sports, pop culture kind of stuff. Um, but from like a really philosophical standpoint. Okay. And he was once the uh, ethicist at the New York Times. I believe it was the New York Times. And he would make up these scenarios and then explain why he had that viewpoint on this like made up scenario, you know? So it's like aliens come down and you can only save one of your siblings. Which one would it be? And, you know, like that kind of stuff. And so he made this, this company had him make it into a card game. And this is the second version of it where, so we'll pull out a, I'll pull out a card here. You can pull out a card. Pick one. I, I've never done this on a podcast, but I was like, this is fun. Clark's like mortified over there. Um, 
And so basically how it works is, uh, there's a spe- so you're gonna think of a specific person, okay? Okay. And this one is funny, because it's this person is whoever is reading the question. <laughs> so you're gonna think of me, and then I'm gonna read you this scenario, and then we're gonna have a discussion. That's the whole game. There's no like point system, it's just to have a conversation. Okay. Okay, so here's, you're thinking of me. You're dead. That's the bad news. But here's the good news. There is an afterlife. You spend the first 500 years in existential solitude, relaxing and experiencing pleasure. You pay no attention to the world you left behind, but eventually you look back down at Earth and see that this person is being worshipped as a deity. There are statues of them everywhere, and the world's most popular religion is built around their identity. What do you think happened over the past five centuries? Huh. (laughs) So I've been made a deity. I mean, this seems very obvious to me. Yeah. (laughs) um, That this would happen. Um, But no, so what what has happened? Why why am I a deity now? Um, huh. I feel, so, like, especially when I first met you. Uh Uh-huh. I feel like you're very, like, inviting, like. Yeah. And like, kind of like, there's no no like bullshit. Like you weren't like pretending to be nice to me. If that yeah, makes yeah, sense. yeah. Um, Sometimes I'm sincere to a fault. Yeah, yeah. But I kind of like that because I uh-huh. I like being blunt. I don't like you know just mm-hmm. like beating around the bush a lot of the times. Yeah. And so I I hope that you became a deity because people like realize like this is like what we should. Uh, we should actually value. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I think that that would be nice. That sounds nice. Um, I also wonder if I would be if I became a deity, because um, we reverted back to some uh, more um, traditional, or for lack of a better term, primitive religious views, and so in the past. Folks with bipolar disorder and other sort of multiple personality disorder were seen as like shamans and like connectors to other realms. Mm-hmm. And so maybe people were like, oh, that guy is. I can um, see that. I can defi- that, definitely see that. That guy is like a, like a weird portal to another place. That's why none of his poems make sense because they're from another planet. There you go. Um, it's that kind of. That could be it. it. Now I feel like a shithead because I feel like I gave you. Uh, like it feels, I'm glad I made you choose a card and not just gave you a card because it would feel like, a, here, tell me about why I would be a deity in 500 years. Um, but yo, so that's, this game, I'm not going to make you do anymore, but this, this game, Zach has the original one and, um, it's really fun. Like, especially when you have like four or five people sitting around and some of them are like a little more in depth than that. Um, yeah, it's a lot of like, people are like you have to make like you're sacrificing this or this you know like off the old you know the old train problem the trolley problem where there's um a trolley running out of control down the track and there's five people on the track it's going to run over and but there's also a lever you can pull to change it to a different track and there's only one person on that other track mm-hmm. do you pull the lever or not that kind of philosophical basic philosophical conundrum kind of thing um, that I find really enjoyable. Yeah. Do you find that kind of stuff enjoyable or do you, is it, is it I, annoying? No, I actually, I like the more philosophical things. Um, I had the, actually one of my old coworkers that, inter- that actually introduced me and Clark, uh-huh. he would take it too far and he would do even more like outlandish, like what if scenarios and that can get annoying. <laughs> like my, like, uh, my friend who's vegan, he would like come up with scenarios of like, how what would happen like if to make her eat meat again or something (laughs) so it's like a a philosophy as a form of antagonism yeah okay great (laughs) so as long as it's not used that way i like the more just let's talk about yeah i like the let's talk about too um and like i said uh one of the things i wanted to bring you on and let's talk about is uh the goo goo dolls and this is something i learned while researching, by researching, man, I was listening to Spotify, <laughs> and um, it's not Goo Goo Dolls. It's the Goo Goo Dolls. Mm-hmm. 
how did I not know that? I think because, and I can't remember where I heard this, but they like, so they came up with their name like on the spot kind of thing. And uh-huh. around the time they came up with their name, you know, it was like the Beatles and all yes. that kind of stuff. So they said the Google, the, the Google Dolls and they thought that they would change it eventually because uh-huh. it's like- But then they of, got famous Yeah. and they can't really change it after yeah. that. Yeah, it's kind of not a good band name, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is it? Is it? Am I wrong? No, it's yeah. It's, and they, I, I think I remember, and I could be wrong. I think they didn't love it at first, but they needed a name because they were performing. Yeah. So I learned that. I learned. Um, I mentioned to y'all earlier that that song is not called "I Just Want You" (parentheses to know who I am). It's called Iris. Mm-hmm. Did not know that. Um, and then I also did not know they were still making albums. Yep, they just came out with a crystal, Christmas album. Oh, a Goo Goo Dolls Christmas album. I can't wait to listen to that. I was like, <laughs> you know, I was like wary. I'm like, oh, it's going to be like, especially because when I listened to interviews when they were talking about it, and they're like, oh, we just want to do something fun and kind of like tongue in cheek and like, yeah. And I'm like, oh, okay, so it's going to be like a really cheesy album, but it, there's, it's kind of good. <laughs> it's kind of good. Dude, now, are they original Christmas songs or are they like standards? Uh, they they have a couple of original, I think, and then they do some standards. And then they actually had a song that they've had for a while that they wanted to make have be a Christmas song. Uh-huh. It's a little bit more somber, and they have like a kid sing it on this album, which I thought was bizarre. Amazing. Yeah, <laughs> um, but I like it. Um, yeah. So where did your um, what's the origin story of your love of the Goo Goo Dolls, like? It has to be like a t- like a time stamp kind of thing, right? Like, was there like the broody summer between seventh and eighth grade, or like something like that? Or uh, well, so actually, my parents listened to the Google. Cool. I always had a feeling your parents are cool. I don't know why. Yeah, my parents are interesting, especially like now. My mom, my mom listens to more like modern music. Like, is more- she like is she like calling you like check out the new blah 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 album? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like that's cool. So, but she's like, it's like hipster, like cool stuff. It's not like yeah, yeah. You know, mainstream kind of stuff. Yeah, that's amazing. Um, yeah, my mom's like, hey, have you seen my Barry Manilow album? <laughs> um, but yeah, so they, so like it's some, some of the songs like Iris, like I remember like being in the car as a kid and then probably like when I really started to like them was, they were actually the first concert I went to without my parents. Oh, um, were so, they mad that you, that you didn't that you didn't go with you? No, it was uh, again high school sweetheart. <laughs> um, he was. He sounds great. <laughs> <laughs> he was. Um, there was a thing that used to be in Salt Lake called Brainshare, and it's where like all the tech, a whole bunch of tech companies in Utah, got together, and their like final thing was that they had the Goo Goo Dolls perform, uh-huh. and uh, my. The, um, my boyfriend at the time he got a scholarship from them so he got to go and so they somehow like snuck me into the concert and stuff and so yeah that's amazing <laughs> yeah that's a good perk of a scholarship yeah going to a concert and taking your girlfriend yeah um that's fun here's something else i i'm bad at is i confuse uh I wrote it down just so I wouldn't forget. Uh, Johnny Resnick of the Goo Goo Dolls, mm-hmm. right? Trent Reznor of Nine Inch Nails, and Jeremy Enoch of Sunny Day Real Estate. Those three <laughs> names, I'm always like, who I've spent that clerk around, I was like, oh yeah, Goo Goo Dolls. You know, Trent Reznikoff. <laughs> I'm like, that's not his name. And so I was like, but Johnny Resnick, mm-hmm. that dude, heartthrob. Yeah. Heartthrob. Even now, he's like what seventy? No, he's not that old, no. is he? But he. The sad thing is, is he, he, he's probably maybe, maybe in his late forties, um, and but he's had some work done. So. Oh yeah. Yeah, I feel like there's that. I feel like he was like, the follow-up to, uh, Bon Jovi, mm-hmm. and then, and then he led into. Uh, Rob Thomas. Mm. The, yeah, yeah. Maybe they're contemporaries, but to me it feels like it went like Bon Jovi, uh, Johnny Resnick, Rob Thomas, and they all kind of remind me of each other. <laughs> and they, but they are like, they're just going through the time. And yeah, and that is one of the 
features is like has to keep that look. Yeah, which I don't think I wish he did. <laughs> I know. I was like, oh, who did I see the other day? Oh, Garth Brooks. You remember Garth Brooks? Yeah. He is fat. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, and my dad, I go, wow. And my dad goes, yeah, he's always been kind of chubby. <laughs> and, but I was just like, oh yeah, good job, Garth. He gets to just like, whatever, man. Yeah. He's like, I've sold more records than anyone. Like, yeah. <laughs> you're not going to mess with me. <laughs> like... Um, I don't care if some loser in Indiana calls me fat on this podcast. <laughs> like, um, okay, so so we've talked about like Iris and all that. W- give us like a what's a good like uh, Goo Goo Dolls deep cut we should check out? Because I was just on the Spotify, you know the This Is Goo- the Goo Goo Dolls, and they just show you like their top fifty songs, mm-hmm. which they could be one of those. But like, you know, the top eight I knew. But then after about the eighth one, I was like, I don't know what any of these are. So what's a good, like... Um, I mean, I feel like it's still kind of popular, but my favorite song is called Acoustic Number 3. Acoustic Number 3. Yeah, and it's, you know, as the name implies, it's, you know, stripped down and it's just the guitar and singing. Yeah. And I think it's really pretty. It's a really pretty song. It's a little bit sad. Um, is that what you lean towards with music? Do you... Are you a little stripped down and sad? Sometimes. Not you. Yeah. The music you like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, sometimes. I feel like my, like, you know, for my day-to-day listening, I will probably listen to, like, things more upbeat and have, uh-huh. and stuff like that. But, like, the songs I would actually, like, say are my favorite are yeah. a little bit more like that. Yeah. Can, do you, because you're working from home right now, mm-hmm. doing your uh, computer science, yeah. um, computer programming. Uh, what... Can you listen to music while you do it? Oh yeah. So you listen? Do you listen to a lot of music right now? Yeah. Yeah. Um, anything? Let not be your mom for a second. What's like something cool to check out? What's something? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But what? What is? What? Have, so what else? So obviously, I don't want to pigeonhole you. Like this is. I know this crazy girl that only listens to Goo Goo Dolls. <laughs> what else is there like that you're digging? Um. So. Uh, I, there's some, there's some bands that I really like that aren't like super popular. Um, good. There's, and I don't really know how to even describe their genres. Um, there's one that is like kind of similar to the, all the genres and they've had popular songs, Bestial. Um, uh-huh, I've heard of that. Yeah. yeah. Um, so they've had Pompeii, which was like their famous song, but then there's other bands that aren't as kind of poppy as them that I like that yeah. there's Joy Wave. Um, so what kind of music is this? I would say like alternative kind of, I don't so know. So st- like, are these people who also listen to Goo Goo Doll, the Goo Goo Dolls? Mm. Would you say? Maybe, not as poppy as the Goo Goo no. Dolls, I would say. No. They're a little bit, I would say they're probably more listened to like... Stone Temple Pilots? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, but then, like, they're nerds, kind of. So they, yeah. like, make it more, like, a little bit more techie and stuff. Okay. Um, that's where you're, that's what you're drawn to. Yeah. And the, so there's, like, Joy Wave and Glass Animals and okay. different bands like that. That's awesome. <laughs> I don't know any of those bands, and I, so I'm going to look them up. I'm on a, I'm on a big, uh, like, contemporary country kick because mm. there's this, like, really bad uh, vibe of, like, contemporary country music sucks. And it, it does. The mainstream stuff, the stuff that you hear on the radio is bad. If you go to like the XM like country like hits, it's bad. <laughs> um, if if someone if one more person asks me if I like Luke Bryan, I'm gonna hit someone. <laughs> and but so I've been for the last like eight years I've been making this Spotify playlist called Contemporary Country Music Doesn't Have to Suck. Um and so I've just like been really into that. So um like, have you ever heard of Sturgill Simpson? No. He had this, so he's had this really interesting career where he um, started out as kind of like this outlaw country guy and put out like a pretty straightforward country album. And then he had this album that was like a country album, but it started to get into some more psychedelic kind of stuff. And then he did this like really strange conceptual psychedelic-y uh, kind of jam bandies at times album. And then he did a, really went off the map and did like a, almost like a Nine Inch Nails album. And 
uh, that also had an anime movie that came with it. And, and then recently he went back, and this year he did two albums that he went back and redid his catalog all through from the country to the weird Nine Inch Nails type music as bluegrass songs. Oh. Because he grew up as a bluegrass player and in a bluegrass family, and he's from Kentucky. And then, um, and so this year he's released two different albums called Cut and Grass Volume 1 and Volume 2. And it's it's just him. It's all of his old songs uh, redone as bluegrass songs. It's pretty incredible. I'll have to check that out. Yeah, I've been... I've been listening to more like bluegrass kind of music yeah, and like older it. music because this guy's like an old man. Oh, with his Clark music. is into the old. Oh, you can't talk about Clark. Uh, <laughs> we uh, no, but uh, yeah. So yeah, I love I love that stuff too. But I really like when contemporary artists are. I think that's why I ask you the question: like, are these people who listen to the Goo Goo Dolls? Because I like when it's like taking your influences and then making it something new. Yeah. And and that is what like good contemporary country music does for me. It's like you can hear like the classic country in it, but it's also like a little psychedelic or a little rock and roll or a little and um, that's really exciting for me. Um, well, cool. Um, well... We got a couple things to talk about before I let you go. But, um, so I was thinking about, I was like, because I used to have this when I was in relationships, you know, like, you you go, like, so Christmas, the after Christmas, you guys come here, you know, every, every year. Um, and that's great. That's great. I'm glad you do. But I'm wondering, like, post-COVID, what are some, like, are you getting a, f- a fever of, like, traveling? Oh yeah. Like where's somewhere you mentioned that state, the state or national park you haven't been to in Utah? Uh, are there any other places uh, that where where are you burning to go? Well, we were actually supposed to go to Bulgaria in you were in um, in July of this year. Okay. Um, but that obviously didn't happen. So that would be nice uh, to go to <laughs> one of my coworkers. Why Bulgaria? One of my coworkers is from there, and um, I did a trip with another coworker who's from Belize a couple of years ago, and it's just kind of fun to have somebody that's from there and knows, um, like, the locals and who to talk to and where to go. And this is why you're delightful, <laughs> is that that is, that is such a nice thing to do. I can just, I get so excited when people are like, I'm coming to visit you in Elwood. I couldn't imagine if I like lived in Belize. I was from Belize, and I got someone wanted to go all the way to Belize, and I and I got to show them around. Like, so that's just like, you're. It's a gift you're giving yourself, but it's a gift you're giving them too. And I think that's beautiful. That sounds so fun. Um, I don't know much about Bulgaria. Did I didn't you do either. Re- did you do some research? Um. So, because uh, it was kind of up in the air. So we, I didn't do a ton of research. We, I had done some before. Uh huh. Um. A lot of people don't know where Bulgaria is. All right, let me, can I guess? Yeah. Bulgaria. Is it like around the Ukraine? Not the Ukraine, Ukraine? It, it was part, uh, it wasn't part of the U.S. or it, it's basically Yugoslavia. Like, yeah, it's by Romania. Romania, okay. Greece. Um, okay, I'm picturing it now. Um, which, and it, like I didn't know too much about it. It was interesting because like the week that we were supposed to be there, um, my the coworker that's from um, Bulgaria like um, uh, messaged me at, at work because he's one of my work friends and he was like, "You realize right now if COVID hadn't happened, we'd be sitting on the beach right now drinking mojitos." And I'm like, "No!" <laughs> and, I told, and I told Clark that, and, I'm, and he's like, "Is mojito a Bulgarian drink?" And I'm like, "It doesn't matter." <laughs> but, yeah, yeah, the classic Bulgarian. <laughs> beverage the yeah. mojito yeah but it was like so it, i it's interesting because they do have like beaches and stuff there yeah um but then they have influences from russia so one of our friends that we were going to go with um the husband really wanted to you can buy a old soviet car 
for like as much as renting a car. Mm. Um, and so he really wanted to do that. He just wanted to buy old Soviet car? Yeah. Okay. And it was interesting because like we've been planning this for like a couple of years and my friend told his parents back in Bulgaria of like, hey, you know, my friend wants to do this and they must have mentioned it to somebody and he, his parents were saying they keep getting random calls of like, hey, I have an old Soviet car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hear you want to buy it. <laughs> so <laughs> I think just like, yeah, just like doing random There's going to be, a, you each are going to have an old Soviet car. Like by yeah. the time you actually go. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, I think just like going there and then, you know, because we're outdoorsy, um, I asked, you know, because are there hikes we can do? And he's like, totally. And cool. So different things like that. So you've been to Belize. I've been to Have Belize. you been overseas otherwise? Yeah, I've been, to, I have, have been to Europe. I did like a school trip when I was younger, but it was fun. I'm glad I did it when I did, but it was um, like a two week thing. And it was crazy because we did London, Paris, uh, Switzerland, Florence, Venice, Rome in those two weeks. That's a lot. Yeah. And so it's basically you go to the main attractions and then yeah. you move on. So. Yeah. That, I'm so glad you did that though, because that was one of my biggest regrets of my entire life. And I have many, but one of them is uh, our high school Latin class used to, every couple years they would do a trip to like Greece and Italy. And, uh, and Clark went and I was supposed to go. My grandpa was gonna pay for half of it. Oh. And I didn't want to miss my shifts at Dairy Queen. And I also didn't, and I, yeah, that's mostly why. <laughs> Uh, and I, I, I was also just so scared mm -hmm. of, of leaving Elwood. Um, I'd never been out of Elwood, like, besides, like, on, like, trip to Florida with my family. You know, so I think, just think, as a 16-year-old, my mind was a little bent. I'm like, how does this work? And will I ever make it back? And then Clark made it back, and he had a girlfriend, and I was like, what's going on? <laughs> I was like, this is amazing. Like, I should have won. <laughs> I really missed out. Um, That's how, that, I, I know kind of how you feel because my, I had my childhood best friend, she, um, she did a whole bunch of like study abroad programs and different like things like traveling. Yeah. And she was in Turkey um, around the time that I graduated college and I was supposed to go out and like, and see her. Yeah. And I like was too afraid and I didn't end up going. And yeah. now it's like, who knows if I'll ever like make it to Turkey just because it's yes. So well, but that's what I always tell people, like younger folks. I always say like, if you have a chance to go with like a school or an organization, that's your time to go because it's always more affordable. Mm -hmm. Someone's doing all the planning. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, you're gonna kind of get stuck doing like the more like, like you said, like the more touristy stuff. But you're gonna go like yeah, and it'll hold you to it versus like. I'm gonna go to Tokyo. It was like, okay, great, when? Like, <laughs> and how? And, yeah. uh, you know, uh, yeah, and so I, that's just always, so I'm glad you're, and I'm glad you're still doing that as an adult. Um, I am gonna go to Tokyo, though. We really wanna go to Japan. That's well, like. Well, I have some good connections in Tokyo, actually. Really? Yeah, because my grandparents who lived in this house uh, had foreign exchange students. Oh, they yeah. had 18 from like 15 different countries or something. And, um, and they had the one we were probably the closest with after she left and they have still as, uh, her name was mommy and she's from Tokyo and her daughter, Nami was my parents exchange student, like 20 years, 25 years later, <laughs> oh, wow. weirdly enough. Uh, and they both still live in Tokyo. And so that's like one of the reasons I want to go like visit them. And, uh, yeah, I was really cool when, when. I was in elementary school because they used to send me the original uh, Japanese Pokemon cards. Oh, really? And like uh, Japanese baseball cards. It was pretty cool. I was pretty cool. <laughs> um, for, out of nothing I did on my, on my end. Um, <laughs> well, so let's, yeah, so let's we'll wrap this up. And something I have been asking people at the end of these is, um, is I'd like to take a moment to like show some, just to feel gratitude and like talk about something we're grateful for. Um, I've been really into like mindfulness meditation lately. It's been really helpful with my mental illness. It's been uh, really great as I process the grief of 
my wife leaving and and just and then also just being a person in 2020 almost 2021 um do you do any kind of uh like meditation or anything what do you do to kind um, of zen out i do yoga which i feel like is yep. like the white girl no there, but, no yoga is great but that's like because i have you know some anxiety problems and sure with and the, even like my therapist was like I can see you, you can't like meditate. There's no way you can meditate. You're not going to be able to quiet yeah. your mind down enough yeah. to meditate. But she's like, maybe if you do something physical yeah. while you're doing it, that will help. And it, and it has. That helps. Good. I would push back on her just a little. <laughs> and again, I'm not a professional, but my understanding of meditation, and this is something that the, so the meditation I do and I'm interested in comes out of um, a more scientific approach. So uh they're out of a neuroscience kind of background and they always emphasize that like being really patient with yourself of like it's not the process meditation is actually not about like ridding the mind of thoughts it's as is being attentive to the thoughts so thought comes there it is i see it it's just an object the same way this this deck of cards the same way this ping pong table the same way you're an object in the universe that thought is also an object of consciousness. So here it comes, and and I notice it and push away. And so for you, with anxiety and the way, pretty way your mind works, maybe you're getting more of those, and so you're doing a lot more of that deflecting, right? Uh, noticing, pushing away, noticing, and but if every time you do it, you have one less thought to worry about, or if it gets a little easier, that's still progress. Yeah. Because Lord knows, I there are some days I'm just like. I sat there for 10 minutes and I just thought about cheesecake <laughs> for some reason. And I was like, well, that didn't go right, but I tried, you know, so. Yeah, and I think she more um, suggested that when, so when, like, my anxiety is really bad, I'm just having panic attacks all the time. Yeah, I wouldn't suggest, yeah. like, trying to zen out when you're. Yeah, and I think, but now, like, you know, now that I definitely have my anxiety under control, I think I could definitely yeah. meditate. So. Do you mind if I ask you a question about that? Sure. I don't want to. <laughs> yeah. uh, what has been the, like, because, like, right now I feel like I have my bipolar under control, and it's been a mix of, like, uh, activities like meditation and, so skills, and the medicine. Mm-hmm. Um, is, where, what's been, was there, like, a noticeable factor? You're like, oh, that clicked and that helped. Uh, well, I think it was probably what ha- helped me the most is at one point, I think it was, like, a psychiatrist or a therapist or somebody was saying, like, you know, because with anxiety, I worry about everything. So I was like, you know, if I'm taking um, prescriptions for this, I'm like, uh-huh. what if I become dependent upon prescriptions yep. and like all this other stuff? And um, and uh, so she she said, you know, what whoever it was was like, there's five things that I need to be a balanced of in order to get better, and those five things are eating, sleeping, um, therapy, medication and exercise uh-huh. and she's like if you do more like if you're reliant on just one of those everything all those other things are going to yes. get out of whack yeah. and then you're not going to be able to yeah. be better anyways and so she because there's a lot of people you know that push back on on medication yep. for this kind of stuff and it's like that's that's fine but you shouldn't think of it that way you should think of like medication is a way to get so that these other things can get in line and it's then, one piece of the puzzle yeah, yeah. And so I think yeah. that was probably the most helpful for me because, um, probably because when my again when my anxiety is really bad, I can't eat. Like if I try to eat, yes. like I throw up, and it's yeah. like, you know, and I'm like, I don't want to take these drugs. I don't want to depend yeah, on yeah. it. But she's like, you need to eat. <laughs> like yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's better to take these right now so that you can eat, and then when you get better, then you won't need to take these as much. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, I I I feel you similarly where the things I know I need to do to make myself better, I'm not able to do when I'm in my down pitfalls. And it's like, so it's just like force. It, like it takes so much for It's like physical force mm-hmm. to like go eat a salad. Yeah. <laughs> like don't just go. Cause when I, I'm really bad about when I'm like, when I come out of my manic depression, like when I come out of the mania and head into the depression, I just like, sit in a chair for because i'm so sad and so terrified i'm going to hurt someone that i'm like 
I get up like once a day and drive to Hardee's and eat like a big cheeseburger and then come home and that's like all I eat all day. Mm. And it's just like, because it's just like calories, you know? And it's like, I guess it's better than nothing, but like this last time I was smart and I felt it coming on and I like packed my fridge with like really good food Mm -hmm. that was like, like prepared, like prepared food. And so I could just eat good meals without having to like put a lot of effort into it and a lot of thought and going out. Yeah. Um, yeah, and so it is funny how it's just, I think we forget about those, and those five just seem so obvious, like, yeah. those are just, like, that's what we should do, like, um. But like, when you're in that mindset, that's not yeah. where your mind goes. Yeah, and then you start having, other, like, anxiety about anxi- about <laughs> your anxiety. Yep. Um, and then it's like, well, then now you're just another, you're down on some other path. <laughs> um, well, thanks for sharing that, I know, uh, yeah, that's. Uh, I appreciate you sharing that. Um, yeah, so let's have our gratitude moment. Uh, you want to go first? Or you want me to? You go first. <laughs> okay, I'll go first. Um, something I'm really grateful for today is um, I just I really like living in a small town. I'm really grateful. Like um, uh, I was thinking about today, the farmer down the a guy down the road, Tim, uh, who's a little older than me. Uh, He's buying this old tractor that my grandpa left me, and he's it hasn't ran in six years. He's getting it running and then then buying it, and and he's been working on it like every couple of weeks for a few week a few months now. And he like he came down and we just chit chatted, and he's just like so casually working on it. And then he also like brought me bacon from a hog he had butchered. Oh wow! And I'm just like this is nice. Like, and so just moments like that where, especially when like, I'm not working right now or like, I know like you working from home, those moments of just like the way a small town, you can just like intersect with someone, intersect with a neighbor or when you're at the store, you just have like a little five minute and it just like really ramps up the day. It just adds a little giddy up in your step. And I'm just really grateful for whatever we want to call that. What are you grateful for? Uh, I think I'm grateful for uh, Clark's family. Yay! Me too. Um, like they're, I mean, they're not, you know, my like legally my in-laws. Yeah. But uh, my, I've been talking to like a lot of my high school friends that are married and have kids, and they're talking about their in-laws, and it, it seems like really hard. Like their in-laws are take are not respecting their time. They're yep. not. They're like not, you know treating them the best way and like um even like you know it it like you know they want the it's to the point where some some of their in-laws like aren't in their lives really yeah um and then i like was talking to clark's sister yesterday and she was talking she was talking to clark's parents before we flew in and clark Uh had texted them and said, you know, our flight was a little delayed and they're like so worried. They're like, oh, we need to make sure we have Sarah's tea when she gets home in case she needs it. And I'm just like, <laughs> oh my God, I would have been okay. And like, they made sure I had my tea when That's I got nice. there. nice. They've just been like really nice of, you know, I feel, I like kind of freeze up when I'm like, you know, in somebody else's house. I'm like, I don't know if I should help like, yeah, clean yeah, up yeah, or yeah. if I should help cook and like, they just always make me feel at home. Yeah, it, well, that's beautiful. And you're probably at that sweet spot now where you, it's been several times. Mm-hmm. So now you probably, do you feel a little more permission? To, a little bit, yeah. But I around. still don't, like, but it's, it's hard because I still don't see them that often. Well, I mean, yeah. it's a top five prominent family in Elwood. It's really, <laughs> it's, you gotta, it's just like, I remember going there as a kid uh, and not knowing what hand towels to use after I washed my hands <laughs> uh, because... It, my house was always like my mom also has like really nice hand towels but there's always like that one rag that you knew that like that's the rag the wiper it's like the one that's been clearly rubbed on a million times but at their house it always felt like everything was decorative like the soap felt decorative i'm like what are, where's the soap that i use <laughs> how is this soap always a brand new bottle <laughs> and it's i mean it's just one of the perks of being a prominent family uh i guess <laughs> but well Sarah thank you uh for talking to me and doing this I know it's weird um uh, but it's really fun um so I hope you had fun yeah
Anything else you want to talk about or anything you want to ask me? I always say that and everyone says no, so I kind of quit asking it, but I asked it, no. Uh, what were, like, what were the first things uh, Clark told you about me? Oh, so I actually first heard about, uh, about you uh, from his mom. <laughs> I was at an eye appointment. And shout out Mosher Mosher Optometry. <laughs> and um, that's, a free, that's a free advertisement. And have you heard about Clark's new girlfriend? I said, yeah, like, I, he just had mentioned, like, I have a girlfriend or something like that. It doesn't sound like something he would say, but something like that. And, and she was like, well, all I know is, and then she said, she's half, what ethnicity-wise? Filipino. Half Filipino. And, and she goes, well, she's half Filipino, and she really likes hiking. And I was like, awesome. <laughs> I was like, she sounds amazing. And so I actually heard about that from her. As far as Clark, um, I, think it was the, I think it was the video game stuff. I think that's the first thing that came up. Like, I, I think I asked, like, what she's done, you know, like those kind of things. Um, you know, our, our homie Clark isn't very forthcoming with information. Yeah, yeah that's kind of why I asked. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I think it was something like that. But, yeah, it was definitely the, the first impression was, was from uh, Mrs. Moser. Um, yeah, well, great question, though. Um, all right, well, thank you. Thanks. Bye, everyone. <laughs> Here's the time for gratitude. Thank you to Landon Caldwell slash Creeping Pink for the use of his song uh, for yourself to start off this podcast each and every episode. Thank you to my Patreon supporters, um, Enrique Lozano and Paz Pardo, Terry Tan and Billy Burkert, uh, Josh Caldwell, Heather Collier, and uh, Morgan Jackman and family. Um, I appreciate your support of all my work through being a Patreon supporter. Um, if anyone else would like to be a Patreon supporter, it's patreon.com slash yourbuddytgob. And thank you to all of y'all for listening. Please subscribe.